The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now, Waddle and Sylvie. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. All right, so much going on. What a busy weekend. The Tim Anderson fight, Jose Ramirez, he got six games. Uh, Jesse also said that uh, some of his history went into that suspension. Six times has he been suspended? Six times, see? yeah. He's, this is his sixth suspension. Or maybe he had six suspensions before this. Jose Ramirez got three games, and uh, Class A got one game. And um, Jesse can re... Um, tell the story that this wasn't just this game, that this had been going for like the la- a last series they were getting into it. Yeah, this wasn't going just, back and forth. This wasn't Ramirez just objecting to what he perceived to be a harsh tag. Jesse said that there was a lot more to this story than just that singular moment. There was a tag issue that came before, I believe yeah, it was. Right. Um, so we'll get into that. Rick Hahn also met the media right now. He claims that he acknowledged that they had some issues in the clubhouse earlier this year. I don't remember that. Maybe Jesse can sort of review that to see if he remembers it. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. When it that was the one thing that stood out most to me when we played that clip of, of Rick Hahn a little bit earlier was I don't remember. He also referenced that Pedro also said that that publicly that they were trying to clean up some of that stuff. I don't remember them ever publicly referencing that. And then what was the, uh, we don't have it in the system right yet, and maybe we could play a Han bite or two before Jesse, but what was the Keenan Middleton bite that he, was that saying, he said? Rick Hahn was, suggest, was taking that, that claim, he said, down you know, bit by bit, saying that Keenan Middleton actually apologized to Rick before he left for his unprofessional behavior. So he's trying to spin it like, oh, Middleton's the bad one, and he acknowledged he was the bad one, and he apologized before, on the way out, and yeah. now he's the one spilling the beans about other guys being bad in the clubhouse. Is that yes. what Han's trying to say by that? That's the interpretation I have for what's what was being reported by guys that were at the press conference with Rick Hahn. Jake, before you play Han, do you have the is the AJ Pruszynski bite with Lance Lynn in the system that from earlier today? Can you play that for us? I got it right here. All right. Let's uh, let's play that because Lance also was interviewed by a Dodger uh reporter and Lance Lynn basically confirmed uh, what what uh Keenan Middleton had said. This is what he said on AJ Pruszynski's podcast. By the way, we had AJ for about 20 minutes today, who was awesome. And uh, if you missed it, you should grab it on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's uh, Lance Lynn, who was with the White Sox for the last three years and uh, was asked by AJ about this whole situation. Lance, have you, did you see what uh, Keenan Middleton said when he got traded? Uh, I did see what popped up yesterday, yes. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that? Possibly. Um, I could say this. Let me tell you. I can tell you what Key was wrong about. Okay. We're ready. Mm, I got it. And that was it. So, but like, that was – and, like, with the picture of him doing a podcast, he was just – he was saying, here's what he's wrong about, and he didn't say anything. So he was wrong about nothing. Right. 
That was the inference. And, and, um, and again, like he told that uh, reporter that he had been there a lot longer than Key, and he couldn't deny anything that he said. Jesse Rogers joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. You can read his must-read report on ESPN.com. He's been all over the place today. AJ was very proud of you, by the way. He says he cannot believe that you're still the same Jesse Rogers that used to bug him when he was playing. <laughs> Yeah, I heard a little bit of that. I was, I'm actually in New York with the Cubs and Mets now picking up that series. But um, AJ and I go way back, as you'd imagine, sometimes contentious among, among uh, people with AJ that covered him. But, you know, it was all in good fun. And there's a long story about him. And uh, he saw my daughter wearing a Cub jersey or Cub uh, shirt when she was like two years old. And he told Ozzy that I was a Cub fan. And they gave me crap in the locker room. So I, I, I have so many stories about AJ. So. Yeah, and I didn't hear him mention we had a long talk at the All-Star Game a lot about the White Sox and their culture and who knew it would turn into what it did uh, over the last couple of days. Do you remember really quick, um, Rick Hahn said today, and you, you've, you've said too, that like it doesn't seem that they are ever admittedly wrong, that they are always – they always think they know more than you. And, and Carmen even said, it's his favorite team, that they always love to talk. And, and, and they, they think they have all the answers, even though they don't win. Um, do you remember anybody in that front office or that managers admitting that they have cultural issues in that clubhouse? Okay, so the answer is yes. It happened very recently, but much more cryptically, especially Rick Hahn. So, All GMs do a post-trade deadline media availability. Han did his on Zoom. I listened to it later. I was at Wrigley Field for Jed Hoyers. He was doing his at the same time. And Han brought up these things. And I I, I think I quoted him on Cap and Jay Hood's show the next day. And what he said was essentially um, you learn things through adversity, right? You learn basically who's who's got your back. And he, he didn't mean his back. He meant the team, you know. And he said, we learned some negative things about this team through the adversity we've, we've uh, gone through. Um, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, obviously. But, yes, he did acknowledge cultural problems on, the day, on, on trade deadline day, so like a week ago Tuesday or whatever it was. Um, Pedro has intimated it over the last little while as well um, in different media availabilities. But nobody came out as directly as Middleton did and certainly not as directly as Han did today. Jess, what do you make of, of Rick Hahn now suggesting that Keenan Middleton um, actually went to him prior to, to, to leaving for the Yankees and apologized for his quote-unquote unprofessional behavior? Well, I don't know the details to that, but two things can be true. That could have happened, yet Keenan is upset about the things around him that are happening. Um, you could also spin it if you want to, like, okay, that, that's a good guy then. That's a guy owning up to his mistake, whatever the, it sounds like, one-time mistake. That's Han's words. Oh, I'm not defending Keenan in that moment, but right. that is possible to, possibly true, and everything Keenan said is possibly true. In fact, no one is denying the gist of what Keenan is saying. In fact, Han spoke, as you guys just asked me about, sort of openly about cultural problems this year and in past years. So the gist of what Keenan is saying, I don't think anyone's disputing, including Lance Lynn. Now, they want to dispute some details. That's fine. Everyone's got different perspectives. I mean, the idea of someone sleeping, that certainly can be different perspectives, right? You can view a guy walking out to the pen, he's sleeping, and someone else says, no, he's not. You know, who knows? Here's the fact of the matter, though. Last night, I asked the White Sox to comment 
comment on every specific factual thing I was writing about, and they chose not to. So his, his disputes of the details could have been in my story last night. Right. Instead, that story is going to live, and now other people are going to write stories about him disputing the details. But really, the details aren't that important. They're juicy. They're salacious in some ways. The point is, they had major cultural problems, which he is now admitting um, intimate, I mean, uh, cryptically the other day and, and more publicly today. And that's the bigger issue, why they invested in guys that are um, not leaders, uh, why they give money to guys without performance um, on the field before they had done anything, not leaders, all that stuff. And the irony of it is they traded the guys that were good guys because those are tradable guys. And they kept the guys that aren't really the guys you want on this team. And I've named them. We can go through the names. They're all the names you'd expect. None of this is, should be surprising to Sox fans. Right. It's just the fact that it's becoming public is, is become interesting. Yeah, Jesse, really quick, give us background. I, I, I thought you would be willing to, and I texted you and you said, of course, you'd be willing to go through it. Take us behind the scenes, pull back the curtain on on how this story was developed. Middleton eventually went on the record. But this is this has been a few days in the making. Tell us uh, how this developed. Yeah, so I was talking to him Friday and Saturday um, about the White Sox and things that had gone on, and he had been telling me some of these things sort of off the record or behind the scenes, you know. Um, and and we had been talking about it. then Sunday post game. Another reporter from the New York Daily News came up to him while I was talking to him, uh, and, and I was talking about pitching. He had pitched two innings that day, so we were kind of past that stuff. And this other reporter asked him about the culture of joining the Yankees, and I don't know if the word culture kind of triggered him, because instead of talking much about the Yankees, which he did a little bit because I put a couple quotes in, he went on the record about the White Sox. Now, maybe after two days of talking to me off the record, he just said, screw it, I'm going to talk about it, and he did. So myself and this other reporter were the only two people there, and then I knew I had to immediately write it because it was on the record and it was pretty juicy stuff, as you guys know. So that's how it all went down. Um, and uh, at the end of it, I said, boy, you know, this is going to really make some headlines. And he said, ah, he kind of waved me off. He goes, ah, it needs to get out there. And that's what he said, and that was it. And, and, and can you tell us some of the players that he had mentioned to you who, who that he had the bigger issues with? Well, um, I don't think that he felt that Yasmani Grandel was, uh, as I'll put it, or he may have put it, friend, friend of pitchers. Uh, just not pulling on the same rope or pulling the same way, whatever. Um, and he, he mentioned, you know, Mankata. And by the way, he's not the only people to mention this. He, this is the only guy. He's not the only one. This is the only one that went on the record. Right. Other players have told me this off the record. I mean, this is a two-year story, right? That finally blew up as this rebuild blew up. So, the things I put in there, most of it were confirmed by other people, uh, including the, the the player sleeping. Now, Rick spun it and said there's a position player that's been given permission to sleep. So who knows? Maybe something got lost in details between Keenan. And, and other people, I don't know. Um, but uh, Yasmani Grandal was not p- painted in, in a favorable light. And a neither was Eloy. Neither was, neither was uh, Mankata. It's the guys you'd imagine. And, that, and, and Jess, I said this earlier. Contracts. I said this earlier to Sylvie. Look, this, this didn't happen overnight. Like no. this culture issue has, and, and the problem with 
there are no rules and there's no accountability and there's no self-policing. There's no, you know, uh, management police. There's no any of that. That's that stuff. And you know this better than anyone. This has been an issue for this organization for a while. And it's not just something that came out out of the blue. Yeah. Remember one of the quotes late when he said um, he cursed and said, doesn't roll downhill, you know, right. meaning, yep. it, 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 you know, it's it, or it, it's not just a couple players. I agree with that. It's not just a manager or two managers now. And Rick basically admitted that today. Like yeah. he finally admitted it in a, in a very open way that we have major problems with people we invested in. And I just named them and everyone knows it and he knows it. And that's the bottom line. Um, I don't know where you put TA in this. TA is kind of on his own Island. Um, he's, as I've been, it's been described to me, disconnected from the team. But that might just be this year because we all see it, right? We see it in his right. play. He, he moved his locker into the corner, at least at home. I don't cover them on the road. So he's kind of been on his own island all year. So I don't know what category we'll put T.A. in, but he certainly isn't why? a position player leader of that team. Why, why Jesse? Like, Waddle and I, like, we never want to put too much credence into watching one video, especially when we don't know the team firsthand well. But when we, when we showed the reaction of T.A. getting the all-star choice last year versus two years ago, there was a notable difference between the reaction of that clubhouse. And then you mentioned the disconnection and, and what, what is being described as T.A. being disconnected from the team. Um, he's mo- why is he moving the locker? Why is he disconnected? We know about the off-the-field issues, but that doesn't mean he still should be disconnected from the team. Yeah, you're asking me to get inside his head. I, I can only point to the off-the-field issues um, as the thing that's different this year than last year or different the last couple years, I guess. I'm sure it's been going on longer than we all know, the personal stuff. So I, I, can't, I can't dive any deeper, dive any deeper than that. I mean, the, but I will. This, these are the things I know. When he was on Team USA for the WBC, he fit in perfectly because he was a complimentary player on a team of stars. Remember when I thought this would elevate his game? Boy, was I wrong. But you put him back in the White Sox, and this goes back to a point you made. It's not a culture that is, is um, good for growing people, right? right. It's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't help you recover from problems you've had. It's not a nurturing it, environment. It, it, thank you. That's the word I was looking at. It's not a nat- nurturing environment. And so, you know, a couple years ago, I think we realized he's not the true leader of that team. Okay, fine. But maybe he could be a complimentary player on a team that's full of leaders. But all he was was a complimentary player on a team not full of leaders. And that's why he, I think, partly why he got lost. Why he's lost. Jess, you are in these clubhouses a ton. Like, I know you don't spend a ton of time with each individual, but you see them so you can notice differences. How does the White Sox clubhouse function differently than other teams that, that you cover? You know, it's it's hard to say when you're in there for the 45 minutes you are right. every every you know pregame. Um, I, I guess I'm trying to ask if, if yeah. is there noticeable lack or void of leadership? Is there a noticeable lack yes. of continuity yes. and structure? Yes, because there's nobody in there, and I've said this so many times, to you guys. There's nobody in there saying, "Get on my back. We are going in this direction." And no one's going to stop us. You know, I'm just using metaphors, but you know what I mean. There's just right. nobody there. And I think Keenan Middleton hit it on the hit, hit it on hit it on the hit the nail on the head. The, the leaders were the pitchers. The leaders were 
right. Kendall Graveman and Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, and now they're all gone. And there were no leaders among the position players. I think every pitcher on that team would, would admit to that. I don't know if the, if the position players would. I even asked, what about Elvis Andrews? And I think the answer was he's kind of like put up his arms. Like, you know, what, what can you do when these other guys are locked into contracts making all sorts of money and you're Elvis Andrews at the end of your career? So I almost feel like he gave up on it. So I would say the noticeable difference is I don't see a leader in there. I go into the Phillies locker room. I see Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber in front of the media taking care of business. I see Dansby Swanson. I see Cody Bellinger doing it for the Cubs. I don't know exactly who to go to. Tim doesn't talk half the time, right? Um, so it's just a weird group. Now, some of the major players on the team don't speak English, okay, but they're not always available with the translator there also. So, yes, there's a void in leadership from what I see. I was on MLB Network today with Joel Sherman, who's a national guy in New York here. He said he watches the White Sox when, he, when they're in town. He, he doesn't see the work ethic, and he might be right about that. Just even the pregame work going through the motions a little bit. And I think Rick even addressed that a little bit today. So it's just all these layers you expect out of a professional team with talent, and you're not getting it. Uh, Jesse, on the Cubs front, you're there. I'm sure you covered a pregame today. That team is on fire right now. I never thought they'd rattle off 14 of 19 or 15 of 19, whatever it is. Um, they're there now right on the doorstep of the division. They're there for the wild card. Um, what are your thoughts of, of the Cubs here? I think David Ross has done a great job. I really do. Uh, I think he's navigated a bunch of things, turning over sort of into a new, turning into a new bullpen that he has with lighter and Azalea at the end. Um, the, 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 the hand that he had to uh, deal with, with Suzuki struggling, it reminds me of what Madden did in August of 15 when he benched Castro. It's time to win. When it comes to August and September, it's only about winning. Before that, there are other things to consider, getting enough at-bats to, to make sure a guy, you know, is who he is. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know the first couple months. you, you got to let people play, play into their roles or play out of their roles. But now he's benching Suzuki. Now he's making moves to win every single game. And this offense has gelled at the exact right time. They've gotten through most of their hard games, you know, in terms of opponents. They still have Milwaukee. They still have Toronto later in this week. But the schedule lightens up. There's nothing standing in their way. The one thing would be if Steele kind of gets tired, if Stroman doesn't fix himself, if Smiley continues to struggle, that would be the one thing because you can't navigate around three or four starters not doing well. You can navigate one or two, especially with the way the bullpen's going. So everything else, I think, is, is locked in, and I don't see it stopping. Um, the one thing would be the starting staff for those reasons. Bellinger's been just like MVP type Bellinger and, and Dansby Swanson lately, the way he's been hitting with power and, and the way he's come through against his former team. And is there a better free agent signing from Pat last year than Swanson? I mean, Swanson is at the top of the list, isn't he? He's got 17 bombs. He's playing a gold glove. I mean, he's the best defensive shortstop in the league statistically now here. Franco, right? How about Bellinger? I mean, how about those two free agent signings? Well, that's tr- I, true, but I'm talking right. about one of the long, a one of yeah. the long term no, contracts. No, no, no. He, he, his OPS is I think higher than those other shortstops, and I think you guys would all agree we've never seen defensive shortstop play like this. I mean, we thought Addison Russell and Javi were good. This is a whole other level. I mean, yeah. Silva, you and I have watched this for 50 years, and this is as good as I can remember, honestly. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Waddle, he's as good as it gets, and and you know 
the offense now has come alive, right? I mean, it was a little dormant early on for him, but he's been great there. And it just feels like they're playing with such confidence that it's a relaxed uh, plate appearance for every guy that goes up there. There's, there, there's no squeezing of the bats. Exactly opposite that, uh, of what was happening in May when Bellinger was out. Right. So it's just one of those things that took a little time to gel. It has. And uh, I saw Jed Hoyer today with a big smile on his face. Who knows what the next two months are going to bring, but they're in a great position. Jesse, anything else we need to know about? I don't think so, man. It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah. You've had your share of stuff. Yeah. I Good mean, work. It, it, it was nuts. I'm glad. I saw some tweets because I'm not there. I'm glad Keenan Middleton stood by his comments. I would have been disappointed if he sort of backed down from them. I'm glad Lance Lynn backed him up because, you know, it's not easy for a player to do that. And I, I, I like to think his heart's in the right place. He's not doing out of doing it out of, of a malicious, you know, feelings or anything. He just felt like it had to get out there. And I think you're going to hear more players get on the record. I'd be surprised if Joe Kelly isn't the next out in L.A. to mention this. But like I said, Rick Hahn sort of admitted to it all. So the devil is in the details. Sure, like we can dispute those things, but. It's now apparent and very public that that culture was awful. I said earlier, Liam Hendricks mentioned stuff like this to us last year. Well, he denied the Dallas Keuchel stuff, but he said, though, that if anything, sometimes they don't have the energy is what he said. Yeah, I mean, you could read between the lines as well. I mean, he also mentioned how it's difficult for someone like him who was a closer to be a leader of the team. He's the one guy that I would think that would provide leadership despite, you know, him being a closer. And he's been gone all this year. Right. So it's hard to do when you're not playing. So just a lot of things piled up, but let's not lose sight of the fact they invested – and players, including a catcher on his fourth team, that just did not lead this group. Jesse, great stuff. We appreciate it. All right, guys, have a good one. I'll talk to you when I get back. Jesse Rogers brought to you by my great friends and partners at your local Chicagoland Toyota Dealer Association, Toyota Let's Go Places. Great work from Jesse Rogers. If you want to react, 312-332-3776. We've got Han's response to Middleton. We will play you that. I also have this from a reporter. He uh, he talked to Jerry Reinsdorf. What was Jerry Reinsdorf's response to all this? I will share that with you coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on twitch.tv or the Twitch app. All right, we're talking about uh, the the White Sox situation and uh, Rick Hahn spoke today. I want also Waddle to interpret some of T.A.'s tweets from last night. We'll do that. Jerry Reinsdorf was approached by Steve Greenberg. No comment. (laughs) He didn't say no comment. He just said no. Well, it's because he's talking with Bill Cower. Bill, yeah, Bill. That's so random too. Because we, how long, how many years did we get the the sports radio phone call? Hey guys, do you think Bill Cower will coach the Bears uh, today with the uh, White Sox and Flux? Bill Cowers with Kenny Williams and with Jerry Reinsdorf on the field. He's a baseball meat shield. How random is that? He's White Sox meat shield today. We, but. Uh, 
out of all days to have Bill Cower well, at the if ballpark? If you are Jerry Reinsdorf, it's the perfect day to have Bill Cower at the ballpark. You don't have to answer questions about your disintegrating ball club. Which Bill Cower to... doing in a White Sox game? I don't know, but I'm talking to Bill Cower, so stop with your in- inquiries, okay? Steve Greenberg tweeted, Jerry Reinsdorf on the White Sox myriad problems. What's Brett Favre doing here? Quote, no. As in nothing to say. Of course. I'm talking to Bill Cower. Cap was asking for a full-scale Jerry Reinsdorf press conference today. No. No. (laughs) No. That's what he gave you. I've got dinner with Bill Cower. I don't have time. I'm serious. They called Bill Cower and said, Bill, I know you've wanted to come out to the ballpark, but any chance you can come out today, we need you. Is that where it started? Well, who was the first call to? Was it to Bill Cower? <laughs> Kenny, that's so Kenny. I don't know. Let's get a tough guy out here. Yeah, come on. Let's get a guy who represents toughness. Bill Cower. But, Jerry, I'd like to ask you a question about, no, can't you see him talking to Bill Cower? Tomorrow, Bill Parcells will be in, uh, be in the building. All the old school guys. Yes, that's the way they don't like them dare there. ask a probing question with a badass like Bill Cower or Bill Parcells standing next. All to the you. bills. Yeah. Crazy. So um, Rick Hahn spoke, and uh, I, I guess he he had some interesting things to say about uh, Keenan Middleton, uh, who spoke to Jesse Rogers. I'm this, interested to hear this. Yeah, this is Rick Hahn out at the ballpark about an hour ago. Frankly, the first rule of the clubhouse is what goes on in the clubhouse is supposed to stay there. I'm a big believer in that tenant. Uh, however, when an individual player casts aspersions and puts his name on it, I feel a responsibility to respond. Uh, quite frankly, it's a little bit ironic that Keenan's the one saying this because my last conversation with him face-to-face was a week ago in this clubhouse where he sought me out to apologize for his unprofessional behavior. Unprofessional behavior that Pedro had called him out on and had an individual meeting with him about and Keenan wanted to apologize for. I told him at the time I figured that was a one-off and not something that anyone needed to get into greater detail of. Uh, And he shared that he understood there was a trade deadline coming up and that if we moved him, he would be very interested in returning to us as a free agent. So for a number of reasons, the sanctity of the clubhouse, his own personal experience here, as well as what he expressed to me as his future desires, I was surprised to see the report this morning. Well, as Jesse said, you can be, you can be uh, somebody who is part of the issue and say, hey, look, even I was, you know, we got a problem here because there's no rules. And I was actually, you know, I broke some of the no rules. He said, said, oh, yeah, with the jerk store called, and we're running out of you. It's just uh, they're grasping. Listen, there have been whispers about a locker room or a clubhouse or whatever you want to call it, Major League Baseball, that isn't in tune. This this has been talked about for a long time. So we just add uh, Keaton Middleton to another guy who, who wasn't doing his thing and acting professional. So Rick Hahn put together... Uh, a, a team that isn't professional, that doesn't work hard, and a manager who's not capable of handling it. And it's, it's a poor reflection of the entire front office and operation. Of course, he actually put together a group that had a poor culture. Yeah, and like it, that's what he doesn't understand. Whether it's Grandal, whether it's T.A., whether it's Mankata, whether it's Aloy, wh- whoever it is. 
This is the team they put together that he put his name on. Whether it's the owner bypassing his own general manager to hire the manager coming off a DUI, whether it's Kenny hiring a manager who didn't want to manage and they had to talk him into it. Stop right there. Tell me more about Big Ben and Heinz Ward, okay? <laughs> Come on, let's do Bring some. Bring in Bill Coward, damn Bill, it. Bill, we're having a football conversation that, that, with Bill. That will fool him. Bring in Bill Coward. Uh, Kenny, Jerry, why, why am I here again? I I love baseball <laughs> in Chicago, but why did you guys ask me? Can you see there. if somebody asked, hey, Bill, what are you doing here today? I, I don't know. know. Jerry called me and asked if I'd come out. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> the Yankees are really an underachieving team. Yeah. I'm a Rizzo fan, but he's got post-concussion syndrome. Oh. Socks stink. You're right. It is odd. I mean, I'm sure there's an explanation and a decent one at that, but it is odd that a, a day where, like, all of your issues have come to the forefront, that Bill Cower shows up. That was <laughs> Guess who's in town, guys? Bill Cower. <laughs> like, I don't know what Rick Hahn thinks he's doing. Does Rick Hahn think he's saving face by calling out Keenan Middleton like that? It's just another guy who's a poor reflection on the team that he put together. Right. No, you're absolutely right. You basically said hey, you you admitted to hiring another guy who lacked discipline. Right, like if Stoney's calling out Lance Lynn during the season, then he needs to eat a salad. Like there's another guy who's a health nut, not in shape. Like all of them. What? Which guy was committed to winning inside that clubhouse? Which one? Why don't we start there instead of calling out the guys who? Who were allowed to take naps? I give you and one. And we're falling asleep. Liam Hendricks. Okay. You asked for one. There's one. It's a shame too that he's the guy who's had to deal with everything he's had to deal with. Look, my guess too is is that Giolito, while he had an, a roller coaster type of time here, I always got the impression that Lucas Giolito carried himself as a professional and did everything he could to be the best that he could. Now, I don't, I, I wasn't in that clubhouse, so I don't, but that's the impression I've gotten from him over the course of time. Look, I mean, what does Rick think he's doing? I'll show him. I'll show, I, Keenan Middleton thinks he's going after us. I'll show him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to air out all that. That Good, Rick. You showed him all right. Way to go. You feel better about your team after hearing that, Mallor? He said, come on. Come on. He's got a. He's sitting all all the way over there, and he's got to turn that up. Well, I mean, you you give us your impression. You're a diehard Sox fan. It's a debacle. Or you were like, it's a debacle. I don't know what what more can you say. Do, are you are you <laughs> confident, or how do you feel about the potential nope. for nope. changes? Nope, I'm not. Oh, for, for changes? changes. Well, Sylvie asked with, with the Twitter poll question, right? What's more likely to happen? Cubs and, winning and the World I, Series am, or the White Sox cleaning house? Answer? And my immediate response was the Cubs winning the World Series. That's because you, put, put a percentile on what you think the Cubs' chances are to win the World Series. So I do think they'll make the playoffs. So that in itself, I think 9%. I was going to say 12%. The Cubs have a 12% chance to win the World <laughs> Series? I spilled water all over myself. No, no, I think they'll get into the... Maybe it's a little high. Maybe it's that's 8%. high. But like, I well, think. Wait a second. I, I I get it. But like, I, I think they'll because I do think 
the way they're playing right now. I think the Cubs are probably going to get in. Whether it be they're listen, they're right on the heels of the wild card, so they don't need to win the division at this point. I think they'll get one of those final spots, whether it's a wild card or the division. Well, and then at that point, it's it's got to be lower than that, though. It can't be higher than five percent. You just a three from the. It's, it's, no, I'm telling you what what, what uh, stats and info. What are the stats play analytically? I bet so you they can't have a higher than five percent chance. It'll be. But do, Am I wrong on that? Well, but two no, weeks no, no. ago, that the stats would have told you that their chances of getting to the postseason were minimal. But I'm saying that based on, I think they'll get in, so they'll be one of 12 teams in to start off with, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the starting point. And I think, look, I, 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 I tend to agree with you, but I don't know. Maybe a little high, but it's minimal. Like, I think it's somewhere between 8 and 15%. I keep thinking. I have them in. I, can't, I keep thinking to myself, you're going to struggle with this starting pitching. Like, even Justin Steele, as good as he's been, it. Like, they got to him a little bit yesterday or whatever sure. the day was. Yeah, and listen, the Braves will do that to most teams. Right. I'm not – like, that's their biggest issue is getting through the Braves, well, I think. That's my point, though, is, is like they beat the Braves one game sure. with, a, with a, you know, a, uh, a a bullpen start. And that can happen all the time well, in the playoffs. Right. You know? I just don't – I don't know who they are long term. I like the team. I like the way they're built. They're built the correct way. Are they going to continue to be on this heater? I don't know. I don't know what the they're going to do. I know that, like right now, I think they're head and shoulders. At least they're playing significantly better than anyone in their division. Yeah, but, and the, listen, I could I could pull up fan graphs and their odds. Yeah, that's are, what their I'm trying to do. Their odds are going to be much lower than twelve percent. But I do think if right now you don't want to get ahead of yourself, Sylvie. But do you think they'll make the playoffs, the Cubs? Right now, I, I I'm starting to think that it? I'm starting to feel better. Yes. Uh, I'm starting to feel better. Like, win the World Series, the Cubs are right now at 1.4%, according to Fangraphs. Okay, that's why, see, and that's the way I was looking at this. And I'm like, sure, there's like a 1% chance of them winning the World I'm Series. I'm thinking, and Fangraphs is looking at this probably. Take this into consideration. The Cubs have just won six straight series. They've won 13 of 16 and 15 of 19. The Reds have lost six in a row, whoever they are. They're seven, they've lost seven of ten. I gave you these numbers before. The Marlins are a good baseball team, right? The Marlins have lost four in a row and seven of ten, and the D-backs have lost six in a row and eight of ten. Those are the teams that the, the Cubs are but, dealing with in the wild card chase. So my point is, is that the Cubs are on a heater. These teams have been garbage. At least the Marlins and the D-backs, the likelihood that they're going to continue to lose seven of ten is probably there's going to be a leveling out. And, and again, this is here. So Fangraphs has the Rays at 11%. They have so many pitching injuries. I would pick the Cubs to win before I would pick the Rays. Really? Mm-hmm. Because the Rays are a mess right now. The good thing about the Cubs is they're playing good baseball when you need to. And now at this point, I, I feel pretty good about their chances of making the playoffs. You get to the playoffs... You my vote it. was more a vote against exactly. the White Sox' that, willingness to ever make that's a what change. It, yes. So that's all I was saying is the way I looked at it is the Cubs have about a 1.5% chance to win the World Series. I think there's more than a 1.5% chance mm-hmm. at rock bottom after all the years of these guys running the show of being a subpar team that they're finally going to say it's enough. We're not letting them hire a new manager and we need to rebuild anyway. We need a new set of eyes. We did it with packs. We're going to do it with our baseball team. Even if I was being pessimistic and I knocked the Cubs down to 3 to 5% chance, I think there's less than that that the, the White Sox will fire both Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. I think Rick Hahn, 
I don't know. There's a chance that they may need to cut ties, and he could be the sacrificial I, lamb. I, I, but I think Kenny, I Williams, think Kenny be, Williams is here for as long as he wants to be here. And well, I mean, you know how they do it, whether they bump him up or whether they bump him out, they bump him to the side. But okay. so, it's so sort it, of a, okay. a mutual retirement. Okay, so, so if you're saying he gets the John Paxson treatment, yes. maybe that's possible. Maybe, But I still think the Cubs have a better chance of winning the World Two guys who are hands-on new running the show. I believe that Kenny will always have a voice in the building when it comes to important decisions. Yes. Like That's it, why like I voted it, listen, the way if, I did. If Kim Ang needs to make, make a trade, I think Kenny Williams is still in play. Yeah. <laughs> always and forever. Okay. Uh, do you want, to, uh, you want to go through the TA sure. tweets here next? Or was, tell me what you think. We'll do that coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Meller's going to be coming up before Sox Baseball. Crosstalk brought to you by our great friends. It's Steinhoffels. I'm finalizing my order. Nice. Going to get the... Uh, give me a couch. I got those uh, recliners. I'm going to be getting uh, two by two with the cup holders. Excellent. The power for phone chargers. What that move? Power. What the hell was I- I'm that? charging... Uh, I mean, Twitch. I- I'm sure that the Twitch people out there that's the asking, were you shaking dice or what are you doing? I'm, I'm showing you, you that I'm about to is plug that my your, power is in. Is it your dust buster that you got out? You should see these leather couches. I'm going to have you over dust- Buster, you just happy to see this. Yeah, talking to Jeremy, the general manager over at Steinhoffel's uh, here in Vernon Hills, right down the street from from here on sixty. Yeah, it's like sixty in Milwaukee. You got to head over there. Soon the Labor Day sale is going to be starting. It is going to be awesome. I was blown away by everyone in that store. So check it out. Uh, Steinhoffel's are great friends and partners over there. Um, You want to? I'm going to read you some TA tweets. This was last night. A little less than uh, 24 hours ago. And he fired off a string of so just one-line tweets. To, to try to yeah, interpret what right. he's... Do you speak TA? Well, we'll find out. You know all this happening for a reason, dot, dot, dot. I moved my locker over to the corner no, because nobody wants to be in near me because I am the only one that cares about winning. What? That's an obvious one, right? Like, doesn't that mean that, like, even despite this all being bad, this is happening to him for a reason, right? This is woes me. It's a, but it's all happening for. Why a is it happening? What's the reason? But that's what he's saying, isn't it? You know all this happening for a reason. What? So interpret what reason? I what's don't know. I. While you're doing is repeating what he wrote. I'm trying to interpret it. Why? Okay. All right. We stay in focus with this H- SH. You can't get me off my game. I'm Regardless of all this nonsense, I'm still here to play. Okay, good. Uh, been going through this SH for a men. Uh, yeah, I've had some adversity both on the field and off, and it's not going well right now, but I'm going to keep on keeping on. Keep kicking on me while I'm down. That's It's easy. I'm an easy target right now. Keep it coming. You know what? Make yourself feel better by giving me hell. When I'm when I'm having a moment, a lot of MF been switching up to hashtag fake SH. Uh, some of you pretend like you're uh, fans of mine and are supporting me, and as soon as things get a little bit hairy and a little hot in here, you guys abandon me. It's good stuff. Yeah, you're good at this game. This is good. Uh, how about this one? 
y'all got me effed up, F-R-F-R. I don't know what F-R, for real, for real. Like you guys are, you know what, you're not supporting me. All you're doing is you're showing highlights of me getting rocked by Jose Ramirez. Instead of supporting me, you're having your fun on Twitter and social media at my expense, and it's not good for me. What is good at the So if you're actually a fan of mine, stop replaying this thing and have my back. Hope you're picking up what I'm putting down, too. Um, y'all are fair weathered, and when this gets right, and I'm pointing in the right direction again, don't come over here and start supporting me again because I'll forget your number. You think so on that one? I, I, that I'm not so sure about. Mallard, do you agree with that one? Hope you're picking up what I'm putting down too. <sighs> yeah, that one was the one that was really I. That I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. No, I'm not picking up what he's putting down. <laughs> That's that was. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, listen, I mean, I'm trying I think my best. you were you. I think you were. You had a hit streak going until yeah. then. I don't, but I don't know. And then I got knocked out. And then the last one was the picture bigger. Dot dot dot. Yeah, this isn't. All of the heat is out on me. But the truth is, I'm the least of the problems in the White Sox organization. <laughs> oh, is that you think so? Or does this mean that this is bigger than baseball? Oh, he's not letting you into that. No, he's not telling I you that. I don't think he's asking. I don't think he's asking for your your sympathy for bigger picture items. I think he's telling you all the focus is on me. I'm not the reason why we're 23 games under 500. I've actually been hitting the baseball pretty damn well since the All Star break. Well, you have one home run all year. I mean, yeah, but what's my what are my other what are my other stats? They're what's not good either. Percent? I, I think it's below my 300 hit. still, isn't it? Well, that's not horrible. I mean, under three hundred for your on base percentage. Oh, I thought you meant your batting average. No, on What's base. He What's he hitting? I think he's hitting like two forty. Oh, really? Since the two forty four, boys. Since the All Star break. Well, I mean, maybe since the All Star break. Yeah, he, but, well, that's I mean, what, was, what's his what, on what base for the year? Was it two eighty nine? You ask me to interpret what he's saying, then you're disputing what I'm. In, you know, you guys are turds. D. Anderson is uh, two eighty five on base percentage, but. In July, Waddle, he yeah. had 292 with a 337 That's what I'm saying. on base. His point is, is I'm not the problem. I'm not the problem. I'm actually pulling my weight right now. You're the problem. <laughs> Bill Cowher's here. Bill, what, 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 Bill Cower, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Cower. We've got problems. Maybe, Look maybe, at over here. It's Bill Cower. Bill Cower. Maybe Bill Cower's going to run the White Sox next year. I mean, it's, it's going to be the old school Bears fans' dream come true. Bill Cowher's Chicago, the manager of the White Sox. Yes, it's going to be their school, Chicago tough. It's going to, and they're going to change their colors to black and gold. Oh, and the White Sox are going to run the football next year. Of course they are. Play some good defense. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. never going to play some good defense. No, they're not. It's going to take a while for them to play. I'm going to tell you defense. what. There's some damn rules in the clubhouse, though. There are rules. Oh, Bill, Bill Cowers there. There ain't going to be any sleeping in meetings. Damn right, Tom. You show up and you hit the cage when I tell you to get in the cage and hit. Batting practice now. Thanks to uh, Jesse Rogers and A.J. Pruszynski. Both uh, you must check out on the ESPN Chicago app. We've got Jeff Meller coming up next. Then thrilling White Sox baseball. Thanks to Bill Cower for taking the attention away from uh, go for three straight yeah. boys. Jake was uh, very busy back in the shop. Jake, we appreciate what you well did done, today. Jake. Thank you very much. 
For Waddle, I'm Sylvia at CSPN 1000. Have yourself a great Monday night.